You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Chris Jones. <laughs> it is happening. I, it is happening, and I, I think... <laughs> Nothing set in stone yet. There are still high school teams that can take him away at some point. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, and we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. We hope you had yourself a Merry Christmas. We hope you're going to have a nice new year. I'm Travis Curra. Brazilian Ty is here. And uh, Ty, I got to ask you, do we need to have a gambling intervention live on 2 and Out? I don't want to talk about it, but you want to get into it, we can get into it. <laughs> I got absolutely pummeled yesterday. I think that we could um, actually have a montage of you saying I'm never gambling again on the podcast. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and the lesson is never learned. So what happened here? Come on. When you get when you get bucked off, you get right back up, right? That's true. You get right back on the horse. Um, I got talked out of a couple bets. And talked into a couple bad ones because um, I'm not strong enough to tell people that I don't want to listen to them. And uh, wow, that's actually kind of surprising to me. <laughs> yeah, I lost nine hundred dollars yesterday because ooh, yeah, people figured they were smarter than me. Turns out they it were turns wrong. out they were wrong. Whoa, whoa! And whoa, so whoa. then I get on to bet three sixty five today. Parlay the Falcons and Bengals money line, win that one. So I didn't lose all of my money yesterday. I'll log into my Bet Regal account. There's still money in there, and it's the only place I can find that I can bet on the World Juniors. So I have <laughs> Sweden money line, Canada over seven in regulation, and the States minus two and a half against Slovakia. I love this. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Depending where you are, it might be about minus 40 <laughs> with the wind chill yeah. of minus 45. So maybe you got a cold draft. <laughs> if you've ever wondered what's really going on in your home, Rumi's Ask a Home Inspector service can help. You can connect with a certified professional home inspector by phone or video call, and they'll answer your questions. Rumi will let you know what's easily fixable with a little DIY or when you might need to call in some professional help visit roomie.ca that's r-u-m-i.ca and book your ask a home inspector appointment today in the huddle with karan Tai on the two and out podcast Ty, we are just uh, two weeks after the Grey Cup, but the news has come fast and furious so mm -hmm. let's uh, first go back in time a little bit CFL All-Stars were announced after the Grey Cup game. No real surprises there. The Bombers are uh, <laughs> all over that sheet, especially in the trenches. Trenches, mm -hmm. uh, three offensive linemen, two defensive linemen. 
Yeah, and that's where games are won and lost, and the Bombers uh, showing us that that's true. The only the only thing that kind of stands out is the fact that the league sack leader isn't on this list. Yeah, that's very fair. AC Leonard, he gets it has to be punishment for the uh, three game suspension, right? And I and I get it, Maybe, but yeah. The uh the Andrew Harris didn't get uh, much punishment for his situation. Um yeah, that's that's just the way it goes. I, I know mm. coming from me that uh wears the green and white underwear, it sounds like sour grapes, but that's uh <laughs> that's the reality of it right now. The he's just gonna have more to prove next year, uh that AC Leonard of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. How many Rough Riders are on this list? It, it, you know what? That is actually uh a great point. Yeah. None. There's there's none. And there's two Ottawa Red Blacks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, one's a punter. Yeah, yeah. He was pretty busy this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's easy to put up numbers when you're doing it 20 times a night. <laughs> yeah, and the Riders made it to the West Final and uh, took Winnipeg yep. right to the limit and uh, no All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just a scrappy group they were all year. Let's go back <laughs> to the East Final where <laughs> we didn't really get into this because we had a great cup to talk about, but... That big brouhaha, brouhaha, whatever the heck you want to call it, after mm-hmm. uh, the Argos lost to the Thai Cats. The big thing here is, I think, the the BMO field design, where <laughs> players basically have to walk through the concourse and the fans are kind of right up to the rail. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like when I say that out loud, why are fans instigating that kind of stuff in the first place? I, I have no problem with the fans being there, but there is somewhat of a contract that you need to follow yeah. some rules that are set in place for obvious reasons. Exactly. And, I mean, if you're dumb enough to <laughs> throw beers and do whatever at, yeah. you know, an athlete. Without Patrick just... Curra backing you up, I mean. <laughs> At an athlete that's probably bigger than you, angrier than you after a tough loss, and in full equipment? Like, come on. You're going to throw a punch at a dude wearing a helmet? Enjoy the the hospital visit? A broken hand and a couple weeks off of work? So I do think that a couple fans were handed trespassing tickets. As Uh, they should. Chris Edwards... Oh, oh boy, that's that's six game suspension. That is salary cap harsh. relief, is what it is. A third of a season, yeah. And you can, I guess, try to find the videos for that on on Facebook. Mm-hmm. He basically did crawl out uh, into the concourse, up under the stand. So, I mean. Yeah, that can happen. John Play Murphy. stupid games, <laughs> win stupid prizes, right? But I mean, yeah. do I blame Chris Edwards? To a point. But, I mean, you're only going to take so much. Yeah. Whether it be verbal abuse, you know, guys throwing beers at you. And stuff, like, at some point, it's going to boil over. Um, yeah. So, I mean, six games. I don't think that he is too surprised. I don't think anybody's too surprised, considering he's the one that 
went into the stands yeah, uh, yeah. after the game. That I mean, the league has to do something. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, there needs. I think we're we're going to see changes to maybe not the design of BMO, but some rules, and you know, maybe that becomes a family section where there is no booze or something like that. Because we have those around the, around the league as well. John Murphy let go. Uh, That's a shame. It's more. I think it's more about what he said than what he yeah. did. And again, yeah. you can find videos of that. And McLeod Bethel Thompson also fined. His situation was a little bit different. Uh, just being a cameraman. Yeah, cameraman trying to get in, get uh, get the shot of the losing quarterback, and he was getting shoved away by MBT. All around, just a rough. <laughs> <laughs> rough not situation. A, not a good like it Argos. makes them look like sore losers. And I mean the McLeod Bethel Thompson one definitely is him being a sore loser. Uh but that Chris Edwards one, I mean, I don't I think win or lose, if Hamilton fans are doing that regardless, I think he's only gonna take it for so long. Yeah. I we're gonna talk about the schedule a little later. Might as well just do Ugh. it now. I I kinda wondered if that situation was going to have an effect on the schedule. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Hamilton and Ottawa or Hamilton and Toronto are playing four more times again. So yep. <laughs> that that rivalry, uh, it's just going to stay heated. And with both teams good, mm-hmm. that, that adds to the fire. You almost need one of the teams to suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that, like if it, you can't really call it a rivalry if one team is just going to get yeah, exactly, run over yeah. in every game. But that isn't what's happening here, and that just makes these games more important in the schedule. If they're going to play four times, well, it's like well, <laughs> I don't know what the league is expecting to happen because I think we all know what's going to happen come you know that fourth game, and then when they meet in the playoffs again, probably. So they get a preseason game at BMO yeah, June third. Perfect. That's what they need. Yeah, is to play five games, <laughs> and then uh, possibly August six. 6th. Wow. See, I uh, I know there are a lot of fans that they don't they want the schedule to be more balanced, and it looks like the league's going with the unbalanced thing again. I don't know if it uh, to save the travel costs like they did this year, yeah, but I kind of like the. Uh, the fire that happened. I don't think the off the field stuff should happen, but the mm-hmm. on field stuff, uh, like I love it. Th- these two teams are having a home and home in August, and then again, <laughs> they play three times in August, and then they play on Labor Day. They play yeah. four out of five weeks. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only nine teams, so I I, I know it gets tough, and it. It looks like it, it, it's tough to get, I, I guess it, it's tough to not get bored with the schedule sometimes, right? Like it seems like you're playing like, oh, didn't we just play these guys a couple weeks ago? But that's literally what is happening for for last season and now this next season coming up. And you're not seeing everybody in every stadium, which I don't like. Every other league does it except for the NFL, obviously, just because of the schedule and there's less less games and there are teams. But, you know, you see every other team at least once. You get to see, you know, players the league is trying to sell. Now, granted, I mean, do you really want to go to an Ottawa game? Probably not right now. But, <laughs> but 
Well, no, like just because they weren't very good. I mean, the same could be said for I the Elks. I get what you're saying. When, but... they, when they're on the road, right? They're not not going to be a huge draw when they're not playing well, but I, I don't like it. The diehards love to see that, but compare a Saskatchewan-Toronto game at Mosaic against a Saskatchewan-Calgary game at Mosaic. Oh, like for it's sure. Not even the, because everybody gets up for those games more, yeah. and I, I was fine with... The Stamps and the Riders playing those three games in October last year. It, it just, I to me, it just, it just has more. It happened to work out that they it. meant something though too. That that's fair. And on paper, it looks boring. But I think when the games mm-hmm. actually happen, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, I would, I would, just, like, I mean, the 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 schedule is already division heavy, just because it has to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm totally fine with. I, I think you should be playing more games inside your division, and they do. I still think, though, that everybody should be playing the, the other. If you're going to have common opponents outside your division, that they all have to be the same number of teams or the same number of games against the same teams. Yeah, That's it would just... work better if uh, the Schooners were in, because then I, I, I still think I would like to Then you to don't even need it. divisions if you do that, which I'm totally behind. But even then, I would... If they did ten against the West versus West, and then five against out of your dis- or yeah, eight against outside your division, and then you get to yeah, I, I would like to see that, but uh, who knows? the The schedule yeah. is out. Start making your holiday plans. Although, <laughs> if you're allowed, <laughs> well, I was gonna say the uh, who knows? I'm not not predicting this pandemic anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Take it day by day. That's that's all hour by hour. Sometimes <laughs> entire entire tournaments and Olympic yeah. trials are getting canceled right now. So let's yeah. pump the brakes. Who on knows? Going all out next year. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some of the front office stuff with teams. There was some rumblings during Grey Cup week that Orlando Steinauer might have been looking at a defensive coordinator job at the University mm-hmm. of Washington. Well. He's staying in the hammer, and he's actually expanding his role. He's uh, also the head coach and uh, president of football operations with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And, Ty, I don't know about you. I haven't really been seeing all this much talk about this. But Ed Hervey is now the assistant general manager and senior advisor to the president of football operations in the hammer. They've still got quite the staff there, and it shows on the field. Just don't let him do anything with salaries. You should be okay. <laughs> that went that went kind of weird in BC. It sure did. It sure <laughs> yeah, it went a little sideways. <laughs> so he's working his way back in. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that have been with their respective teams for a long time, and a lot of them got. Uh, interviews. I think of Neil McAvoy, Ryan Rigmaiden in BC, uh, Ted Govia in Winnipeg. He was getting talked to. There's been a lot of shuffling. But let's talk about the Lions right now where uh, Ryan Phillips has been promoted to defensive coordinator in BC. And, man, that, that guy is just synonymous with BC Lions. Mm-hmm. Played there for years, has been coached there. Defensive backs coach last year, uh, Rick Campbell was calling the defense. Now, 
Ryan Phillips is the defensive coordinator for the BC Lions. Of course, he's very familiar with that franchise, with that stadium, with mm-hmm. those fans. With playing defense, like an all-star. Like, I mean, not a, not a terrible guy to be on your staff and, and calling plays. Yeah, and that'll take some off of Campbell's plate as mm-hmm. well, right? Oh, for sure. It'll take it'll it'll make it a lot easier for him to, you know, manage the game from that head coach position. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ryan Rigmaiden ends up getting promoted in BC. Uh, I guess he's going to be the assistant GM, uh, player personnel. They, they got all of director of player personnel. They got all of these fancy uh, titles now, but part of the reason Nobody knows what any of those mean. I know. (laughs) Part of the reason is because G-Roy Simon is going to Edmonton Mm -hmm. to join Chris Jones. (laughs) It is happening. It is happening. And I I think... (laughs) Nothing set in stone yet. There are still high school teams that can take him away at some point. So Chris Jones back in Edmonton, he'll be running the defense. He'll be running the the head coaching. He'll be the GM. G. Roy Simon, the assistant uh, GM there. Look, Jones said all the right things in his press conference, and Edmonton fans, many of them, still burned. I, I heard a guy calling into a radio show saying, yeah, my season tickets are canceled now. Well... <laughs> Come on. like So they make a change, but they don't make the change that he wants. Yeah. We, come on. Can we yeah. really look at Chris Jones' track record versus Brock Sunderland's? Brock Sunderland took a Grey Cup winning roster and dismantled it. <laughs> okay. Now I know that Chris Jones only has a short time as a general manager in in Saskatchewan. I get that. And he he burned Edmonton by leaving like the day after winning a Grey Cup title. He took the entire coaching staff with him to go to Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. So memories are long in Edmonton. I, I understand that. But I, I also think if there's a guy that's going to be starting a roster from scratch. Yeah. that's He's got to be top three guys that you would want in that position. Yeah, he makes the tough decisions. I, I know in Saskatchewan... Mm-hmm. When his tenure started, a lot of angry fans. A yep. lot. And the first season was rough. But then after <laughs> that, wow, competitive team. Yep. And and he left them as well to go to – Did he, yeah, he went to Cleveland first. Yeah. How'd that work Saskatchewan, <laughs> Saskatchewan didn't really drop off all that much. Uh, no. Craig Dickinson probably wasn't, let's face it, the, their first choice as head coach, but he just slipped right into the role. O'Day took over as GM, and things have still been gone pretty well mm-hmm. in, consistent. in Saskatchewan. Losing the West Final is consistent. <laughs> hey, they got the home playoff win. so Yeah, got that, got that monkey off their back. I think with bringing G-Roy in, I think fans, maybe that's a sense of security a little bit. Because if Jones ditches after two or three years, whatever it is, mm-hmm. G-Roy steps right in and maybe they got a you know a plan there for a little bit of continuity yeah. in the front office. But Jones has uh, 
signed a four-year deal. In his press conference, he basically said, I want to build a legacy like John Hoffnagel and Wally Buono. He's in his 50s, wants to calm down with the moving a little bit. But he also basically said, all I can do is give you my word and if you you take it or you don't, so be it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even know. Like money talks. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Exactly. Like, who knows? I, I, I can't see. I'm just throwing a random team out there. Uh, maybe somebody that Ty doesn't hate. You know, mm, the San Diego list. Chargers come in. They're, they're and they not even say, in San Diego. Oh, L.A. Chargers. <laughs> they come in and then they say, hey, you want to come be our D.C.? Yeah, he'll go. You know? Oh, wouldn't you? Live in L.A. compared to Edmonton? Uh, well, okay, when you compared it to Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you take Black Falls over L.A.? <laughs> hey, if I got to walk around eating nothing but organic food and White Claws, uh, I'll pass. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of good barbecue joints. <laughs> hey, I do like tacos, though. I did. They got a lot of those in uh, that area of California. And the food trucks in Los Angeles? Okay, maybe mm-hmm. maybe we're on to <laughs> something here. <laughs> yeah. You can wear shorts all year round. Well, you do anyway. But. That's true. <laughs> One point, though, the players love Chris Jones. At mm-hmm. least, at least when, the defensive when guys. When they have a roster spot. <laughs> yeah. Like, the Jones guys... Love Mm -hmm. him. Like, more than any other coach I've seen, they fiercely defend him. And fans aren't in the locker room. They aren't really at practice. And these guys love playing for him, and that's that makes it seem like a good football move to me. Oh, I think so. I I think this is going to help getting guys to come to Edmonton. Um, You know, other teams... Like, the other teams can't sign everybody. Like, Edmonton's going to get players. Um, it's just, can they get those big names to come and start to build a bit of a foundation there and, and get back to winning? Because if they go another year like they had this season, I mean, I I don't know how much patience Elks fans are going to have. You know, like, mm-hmm. if they go if they go 4-14... and 14, are they gonna? I don't think they would turn on Jones that quick, but you never know. That team was so good for like playoff team for so long, and then just uh, basically get their hearts ripped out this year. I, he's got to turn it around quick, and I think, like you said, players wanting to play for him is going to be huge, especially come free agency. Well, we'll see if he treats it like his first year in Saskatchewan, where it was just get extended the... training camp. <laughs> you're all the fan like, favorites not that there's a lot of them left in edmonton but but i mean like a different basically a different defense every single week until he got the yeah. right you know combination yeah. that worked for him the uh fake practice rosters you know mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe he's learned from that experience yeah i, I don't he know just learned how to get sneakier <laughs> yeah yeah, it, Chris Jones gets fans talking, so I, I think mm-hmm. that's also exciting uh, for and the that, CFL. Yeah, that, the, I mean, Terry Jones is going to have something to write about every week, which is just great. But 
<laughs> in Ottawa, we've got a new general manager there as well. Maybe not as much of a polarizing character, but Sean Burke is now well, the I GM mean, in pretty Ottawa. Pretty polarizing when you let Forsberg, Forsberg put you on a stamp, are you not? Oh, no, that was Hirsch. Never mind. <laughs> Fooled myself with that joke, didn't I? The, the goalie reference. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Burke was in Hamilton for nearly 15 years, and he just worked so hard, got his way to the top. Like This is a guy that the work ethic, his familiarity with the CFL, mm-hmm. and, I mean, the organization that the Ticats have become. pretty consistent and i get it when the championships aren't there it's it's pretty tough but they've been able to keep a good core together a competitive core together and ottawa really wants to do that as well and burke has been uh, doing Mm -hmm. some of that work with hamilton for years yeah i mean they're gonna he knows that roster he knows like if a player becomes like, right, there's going to be lots right. of free agents. There is every year. He's going to be able to scoop guys up from Hamilton and, and put them in positions to succeed there as well. You know, and, and he's been around the league, like you said, long enough that he knows he knows all these guys. Like it's it's not going to be that hard for him to find talent. I think the the, the problem's going to be getting him to come to Hamilton or to Ottawa. Sorry, uh, just because it's been kind of desolate for the last two years. It starts with the quarterback, uh, and it does yeah. appear that they'll have some options this offseason. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get to that right away here. Uh, the Bombers do keep their front office intact, which is just great news uh, for the for rest, the rest of, of the league. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danny McManus and Ted Govia were both uh, sought after this uh interviewing process between Edmonton and Ottawa. I, I did hear that kind of McManus, who's the assistant GM and director mm-hmm. of U.S. scouting, kind of wants to keep that U.S. Uh, part of his his job yeah. and uh, to kind of stay down there. Don't forget that uh, Michael Shea turned down even talking did. to Edmonton. That's true. That's true. Uh Ted Govia did have, he's the assistant GM and director of player personnel, was a finalist for the job in in Edmonton. So they've got some guys in that front office, and and why not? But I think the big thing with Winnipeg was keeping these guys together. The, yeah. the first couple of years when this regime came, it wasn't good. Well, at least they were trying to build something. And... They played the long game, and now they're back-to-back Grey Cup champions. Yeah, it, it's obviously working. Uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, you know, you, you're yeah. not going to stop guys. Well, I don't think exactly. technically you can if if it's a job that is you know a promotion technically in another uh, franchise. But if those guys don't get the job, you know, if you're going to block somebody, they're probably going to be pissed. If you let them go, yeah, yeah, they're they're more likely going to come back, and you know. Knows the grindstone and try again next year, but you know they still have a job to do. They, it, when you're in a when you're in a team, you want to win. So, uh, like I mean, like you said, like this group has been together. They've they've been together for a long time now, uh, and yeah, they built it from nothing. It it feels like so absolutely right. And like you said, back to back, 
probably a good shot of them going back again, depending on how this offseason goes. Uh, we saw them basically re-sign their entire starter, all their starters last year. There's no reason they can't do it again unless everybody wants substantial pay raises. And obviously guys want to play play for O'Shea and play for that franchise. Yeah, and, and that's where the potential free agent list comes in. Mm-hmm. Where you know eighty eighty five percent of the league is it's longer uh, a than free agent. players that are under contract. Yeah, so it it, it's not like. really worth going through uh, everything in there. And I, I've seen some rumblings of people saying, "Well, Winnipeg could be decimated by free agency." That's what we all thought after twenty nineteen, and, and that's why the job that Kyle Walters has done has been mm-hmm. remarkable. Being able to keep. Basically, all of those guys together, two yep. years in a row, and you said it. After a championship, yeah, these guys want raises. And after all of those all-stars, they're going to want more money. So, but, you know, if they want to take a hometown discount, it only works if everybody does it. Yeah. And they didn't have to shell out big money for, for Kolaros. You know, they got yeah. the relief for Andrew Harris, and they had, you know, Oliver and Augustine were pretty damn good this year. Like it, it everything just kind of worked out for them. I just, I don't know if it can happen for the third year in a row. But if guys want to stay, they'll find a way. Yeah, you can't tell me that Kalaros isn't going to be looking for. I mean, Grey Cup MVP, MOP, mm-hmm. wow. Grey Cup champion. That, that Grey Cup MVP could be disputed. It should have an asterisk that he yeah. shouldn't have won it. <laughs> and he knows that. Like how valuable he is to the Bombers. Like if they yep. go into that game, and I realize without the kicker they don't win the game. But if they go in with Sean McGuire, they're not winning that game either. No. So no. <laughs> uh, and there's a lot of hard decisions they're going to be made by teams. Like yep. what's Hamilton doing? They're going to have to pick a number one. And I think it's going to be Dane. I that's kind of where I'm le- leaning here. Like if you have mm-hmm. a 1A and 1B quarterback, that only works for the length of those guys quarter or contracts. <laughs> yeah. Cuz when you can't you can't resign them both. You can't. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So Dane Evans, Jeremiah Mazzoli, Zach Kalaros, they're pending free agents. I mean, Trevor Harris is a free agent. Yes, uh, Montreal releasing Trevor Harris and then extending Vernon Adams Jr. and Geno Lewis. None of that surprised anybody, I don't think. Yeah, he was just trying to... Yeah, and ended up all right for them. Yep. Got them to where they needed to go and finished the season in a competitive way. And made him and gave him that opportunity to, you know, get reps with... Receivers that would actually catch the football for him and make him look good. That's true. Show that he could still play. So does he just end up a few hours from Montreal in a place that he's pretty familiar with? Ottawa's got some options here. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think think you go out and sign a bunch of receivers and everything without getting your quarterback first. I think that's where you got to start. So I, I, I don't know where they go, but I don't see them doing a lot before they get a quarterback. But that would be, I mean, not only is he familiar, they're familiar with him. Yeah. Uh, They know. McLeod Bethel-Thompson's also a pending free agent. Yeah. Weird. (laughs) They'll re-sign him and then cut him in camp. (laughs) 
Toronto could just go pay Caleros like they've been signing everybody else. Yep, that is fair. I don't. It's it's going to be. It's either going to be a complete schmozzle or everybody's just going to kind of stay where they are and Harris finds somewhere to go. And Masoli and Dane, whichever one of them doesn't get signed, they find a spot, and teams are going to figure it out. But we're, I don't think we're going to see teams throw that seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar contract at quarterback again. I don't think you can. No. No, we saw what it did to BC. Yeah. Do you want to win or do you want to get paid? Yeah. Or this year healthy. they were. Well, I, I'd like to say this year they were more competitive for a while, and then it just yep. kind of fell apart. It catches up uh, to you. Yeah, and Campbell's second year there. We'll see if they're able to fix some stuff going into into twenty twenty two. But a lot of times the the quarterback thing, it, it gets really hyped going into free agency, and then a lot of times guys just kind of stay put. Yeah. yeah. So if we kind of look at the teams that have a set quarterback, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think Saskatchewan is looking to replace Fajardo. They might look for a veteran guy to Back put some up. pressure on him. Yeah. yeah. So Fajardo is set. Vernon Adams Jr. is set. I, I think Riley is still set. It depends if he wants Until to continue his arm falls playing. off. Yeah, and I think Bo is still set, and I know a lot of people are looking at Jake Mayer uh-huh. as a possible guy. But this happens so many times where somebody starts four games and, you know, yeah, yeah. he had 300 yards passing. but Also, nobody has any film on him. Yeah, when he's the guy, mm-hmm. that changes things a lot for you. So t- t- teams, it's easier to prepare for a guy that you have film and have had reps against, and you know have seen. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback to anoint no. him the starter for a franchise. They, <laughs> they tried that with Nick Arbuckle, and now he's just kind of bounced around. When when Bo went down, like, oh no, yeah, he's going to start, and then. You know, yeah, he started. He was great because nobody had really seen him. Leaves, becomes a starter, just doesn't work out. Yeah, and uh, I mean, is that the best quarterback that Chris Jones has ever had on one of his teams? Other than Mike Riley back then in Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because if, if they had a quarterback on those Saskatchewan teams or an offense that could move the ball, mm-hmm. they, they would have been dominant. Like their yeah, defense, the, if the defense their wouldn't have to play forty five minutes a night. <laughs> they outscored the offense. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. What what does Edmonton do? Like, is is it really a competition between Arbuckle and Cornelius? Well, that's up to Jones it, now. Yeah, or or are neither one of them going to be there now? I like, I don't think any of those options are uh, off the table. <laughs> no. <laughs> Now, the NFL window is back open officially. John Hodge detailed this on 3downnation.com, and I'm a fan of this. Basically, any player under contract, not just pending free agents, are able to work out in the NFL Mm -hmm. between December 13th and February 8th. The only exception is if a player is... Uh, owed a roster bonus during this window, then they then they aren't allowed to go work out. But 
they can get around this rule maybe by deferring the bonus payments until after February 8th. And I I just think this is good for players and good for teams because, of course, these players should be allowed the opportunity to go work out and make more money and make as much money as as they can. And I believe that the... The teams should be able to still have their rights, even. And that that is one thing that I do like, is that they can't just, you know, yeah. sign that NFL yeah. contract and then come back to a different team. Yeah. So uh, a CFL team doesn't have to release them, and they go work out, and whatever happens, they come back and sign with a different team. They're mm-hmm. going to stay with their original team. So I, I do too. like that. <laughs> I do like that NFL window. There have been some key extensions already. Uh, Trey Roberson staying in Cowtown. The Argos extending offensive lineman Darius Bladek, making him the second paid, second highest yep. paid offensive lineman in the league. I know some Ryder fans wanted him back there. Yep. <laughs> and for, for good reason. Uh, Stefan Flintoff, the punter, staying in BC. Jorgen Hoos, the long snapper. Keenan LaFrance, running back. Canadian special teamer staying in Saskatchewan. And uh, your boy, Aaron Grimes, staying in Edmonton with the Elks for another two seasons. Of course, I'm going to say... Not, not saying anything. <laughs> I'm saying with Chris Jones back it. in there... I don't know what any of those contracts really mean. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> Maybe he's a different guy now, but I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you saying people change? Well, the amount of times you said have... you're not gambling anymore and... Uh... <laughs> huh. Exactly. <laughs> oh, there's a lot to look How'd forward to. How'd your Christmas to. dinner go? <laughs> oh, it was actually good. It was actually good. Oh, that's no fun. I know. I hyped it up, and yeah, then it was just a just a squash match. Yeah, it was the hyped up uh, quarterback carousel, and uh, it ended up being really peaceful yeah. and calm. I like it. It's the hyped up Team Canada Olympic roster <laughs> announcement where you know Nat Dominic Kelly maybe. Because nobody's going. And now you don't get to see McDavid and McKinnon on the same team. and uh, Oh, well. Man, I don't even think the camera could keep up with that. Yeah, yeah. It's Maybe it's for the best. Maybe it's for the best. Yeah. I, I like the players not going because it means that, you know, they're not going to break their leg and be out for a stretch run. Yeah, yeah. Especially when McDavid is your old team. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah. This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by ATB Financial. And with ATB Cares, giving is easy. Donate through ATB Cares, and ATB will match 20% of every dollar donated to eligible Albertan charities, maximizing the impact of your donation. Visit atbcares.com to choose your cause and donate today. There it is, uh, the last Two and Out podcast of 2021. There's a lot to look forward to in 2022. Of course, if everything uh, goes according to plan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's not count our chickens. Like, I might go back to work. I might be able to. We'll see what happens. Okay, we'll see what happens. There we go. Um, I also I also had a vegetable yesterday. A vegetable? What kind was it? It was like a couple bites of mashed potatoes, so it was really just a starch. 
Never change, man. Never change. <laughs> I'm going to have to you at some point. You should see my table right now. I, Is it just full of sugar? Oh, I see 12 peanut butter cups. I see a jar full of Reese's Ugh. Pieces, Kit Kats, Bueno chocolate bars, Ferrero Rocher's, mini eggs. And this does not include the homemade baking, the the haystacks, the uh, ginger snaps, oh. the eat more bars, oh. the rice crispy squares, the peanut butter marshmallow things. The Dude, this is not going to go well for me. Do you have any enamel bars? No, I don't. Oh, Those are really hard to all. make, so I don't blame my mom for that. <laughs> I just buy them at M&M. Yeah, they're good to buy, like, but not good because yeah. I destroy a tray in 20 minutes. Or you mean the box? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully uh, the Christmas pounds at least are worth it because so far... They're worth it for me. I gotta go crack it, open up a can of Coke. Well, we need this Christmas weight put on with this cold snap. Yeah, we like, do. That's this true. hasn't been fun. It's just survival. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Happy New Year from Two and Out. Thanks for sticking with us in 2021, and we'll talk to you January 10th. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.